we are live. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in. We got a special live going on right now. We are in the lab, so get your pen and your pad. It's Coach Clee, and I got two special Stark affiliates with me right now. It's the first time we went live with three, <laughs> three people, so you know, the camera's backed up a little bit. We're all scrunched up, and we're gonna make it work. It's your motivational speaker, your empowerment coach, your author and your favorite baker's favorite baker coming at you tonight and we're gonna have a little fun i'm introducing two wonderful guys in a minute but right now i need to know what the energy levels are i need to know what the energy levels are and the cameras are a little bit far away so i may not be able to interact with you but if i can catch it i will acknowledge it okay do understand that there's about a five to ten second delay from the time that you post something till the time that we see it so if we're talking about something that you posted we may be on to another topic we will try to address it live if we can if not we will address it after the live so go ahead with your comments I see Shayla's on. Thank you for tuning in. Please tag, like, and share. I see someone else is on. I don't know. I can't see right now. But if I can't, if I don't give you the acknowledgement, put your name in the comment section and where you're from, and we will acknowledge you later. I see. I'm not even gonna try and fake it. I cannot see. I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> but like I said, I need to know what the energy levels are. So if you had a good day today, I need you to put a one in the comment section. Put a one in the comment section if you had a good day today. And fellas, you know I don't believe in bad days. I like to call them character building days because you can always learn something, you can always do better, you can always grow. If you had what most people consider a bad day, character building day, put a two, looks like a peace sign. Put a two in the comment section if you had a character building day. Put a two in the comment section if you had a character building day and hopefully tomorrow's a better day for you. And if you had what I had, because I got to sleep all day, because I worked all night, but I did sleep all day and I feel good, put, I need you to put a zero in that chunk. Put a zero in the comment section if you had an outstanding day. That's the kind of day where, you know, it's sunny, it's nice out, didn't rain, nobody cussed you out and stuff like this. It's a good day. It's kind of like this is a bubble, and you're right there in the middle of that bubble and nothing can penetrate it. Put a zero in the comment section. That's what I'm going to put at the end of this live. Tell me what are you going to put at the end of the live. I'm going to put a zero. Zero? Great day. Outstanding day. Huh? Listen, can you? Can I put a minus one? Wow. Because that's how great. Listen, I didn't know my day could get any better, <laughs> um, but I but I'm having a chance now to to, to be on live on this show. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. excited about I'm it. Excited. I'm and excited too. Thank you. I've known you for a little while now, and mm -hmm. I don't know that I've seen this level of energy and excitement <laughs> out of you. And it's kind of it's kind of it's kind of making me feel like I got to keep up. So uh, oh, okay. how's everybody doing? Thank you for tuning in tonight. <laughs> I appreciate it. So. Everyone joining you. This is going to be a fun one. This is going to be a real fun one. I got a special guest who's never been live before, or at least never been live at this capacity. And is. Yo, you just got, yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, Halloween wasn't no better. <laughs> one, one Halloween I asked my dad for, 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 for a new Halloween costume. He made me put the clothes I had on the previous day. I said, Who am I supposed to be? He said, Yesterday. Now get out of my face. <laughs> And Christmas was worse yet. Uh -oh. <laughs> one Christmas. Oh, they no. gave me one as a decoration for my class. Well, season. then you did. You should keep it where it's supposed to be. Oh, it might be your son. Yeah, seriously, no. I, mean, I know where you live now. So. Oh, okay. no, 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 we're not. No. <laughs> I know what you're getting for Christmas. <laughs> I don't. I've been a bad boy, Cole. <laughs> no, no. But I know that um, you cheer me. So I had to use some, a little bit of athleticism to slide it through the door, and unfortunately. Yeah, you ripped the end of my shoe off yeah. and I had to teach that way yeah. with my toes sticking out. Yeah, Thank you. Two <laughs> items of clothing you destroyed on mine. Okay. I'm sorry. So sure if I know you if I knew you longer, do more. Well, I mean, you did bring that. So. <laughs> you know, I think, you know, a lot of people, they say, oh, I want to write a book. And you think, 
writing the book is going to be the most challenging part. <laughs> that's probably <laughs> the easiest part. <laughs> exactly. That's that's probably that's probably the easiest. That is, I would say, certainly is the easiest part, or has been the easiest. It's not your job to figure out the how, the what, the it's not your job. It's just your job to stay focused on the end goal. And yeah. that is a hard. That's a hard discernment for a lot of people, man. They don't want to really trust and and really follow that that inner tuition to really take the next step to follow what they really, really truly feel so check mm -hmm. your heart and then following your heart and whatever is the outcome of that i promise you like you won't have any guilt any regrets nothing because you know it's pure yeah what a man does okay so uh whenever whenever i figured that out i'm like okay what is a man so what i came up with is a uh a man is a current state of being Hmm. So, uh, and it's not who I am, but mm -hmm. I think having the background that I had allows me to be have an open mind, and I've really kind of destigmatized what my view of mental health um, and the recognition. I mean, statistically, one in five people experiencing a mental health crisis. Twenty years been in the field of health promotion, and helping people live healthier and happier lives. My doctorate, as you said, is in health psychology. And health psychology is the study of lifestyle. And I would tell myself that's not true. Don't allow yourself to go into, um, you know, do the hard thing. You know, I used mm -hmm. to think that being hard and being tough and being in the streets and living that lifestyle was the hard life. That's the easy life. Like, <laughs> I'm gonna just keep it 100. Like, it's, it's the easy life. Being humble, uh, doing what you have to, letting go of your pride and asking for help, like mm -hmm. that's that's the hard thing, you know. Um, so I went about it the wrong so suicide way. Suicide is the only answer uh, that they are wrong. Well, as I said, one of our main things to start the conversation, we have to start the conversation with them. And hopefully what you can convince them and anybody is to somehow our other theme is connect with hope. So hopefully we uh, all forensic uh, uh, scientists. Um, how interesting is the job itself? So whenever I meet someone and they're like, oh, so what do you do? And I say, I'm a forensic scientist. They're like, what? A forensic? Yeah. What? 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 Oh my God. I've always, I'm so interested. What is it? Before okay. we got on, very nice shirt. <laughs> okay, the, the, the one, the brown one or whatever that was in the prior episode, I didn't like it. Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. Right here, stay in this room, man. Looking good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nah, man. I really had else, man. Just, just check my music out. Minority contractors. Okay. Um, definitely put our minority contractors to work. You know, that's that's number one. Also, have a workforce development program built into it for eighteen to twenty-four year olds. So okay. we'll actually pay them to you know learn these trades while the how while the houses are. Going.
a day, baby. Oh, wind me up. Ha ha. Pop that collar. Let's rock, KC in the sunshine band. We gonna take you back to the 70s, baby. Oh, with the big afro. On the boogie man, on the boogie man. Turn me on, on the boogie man, on the boogie man. What you want, on the boogie man, on the boogie man. We're all the way live today with Coach Cleek. Hey, he and Shayla, they are the best in the business. <laughs> <laughs> and I gotta get that out there. I don't own the rights to that music before I forget to say that. That way it's, it's documented. Right, you know, I didn't, see, I didn't know it was coming like that. I thought I was doing the intro, then the music was coming. So, you know, you, you, you're sorry. Well, I told you. Numbers, man. You ready for this? What number? Number three. Oh, okay. All right. The Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. The Holy Trinity. There you go. Yeah, so, um, the, that, that number is very uh, special to me. She's <laughs> like, y'all dehydrated. Like, damn. <laughs> So, of course, Capital came because we are the Capital Right Man. Um, Rebirth actually stands for respect earned by intelligence, resilience, truth, and humanity. Which okay. I think were the core to, you know, everybody. The why. And the mm -hmm. why for myself is the purpose of why I even do what I do, which is about it's empowering people through grace and compassion so that we can become our best selves. That is my, that is Unbottled Expression's mission. So okay. when I thought about the wine, it was like, yeah, that's just not, that's just not, it's not me. So okay. I had to go with where my heart's desire was and here we are. How can I help somebody else accomplish their goal? That's my mindset. And that's, that's how I am. And that's why I feel I'm, I'm suited for this role, but I do. Because I'm always trying to figure out, okay, how can I help you? How can you connect? Okay, you're about to text in your business. I know I know a great business broker. Yeah, I need you to connect with them. Oh, I know a realtor. Okay, I, I'm, I'm always talking to Those are my accomplishments when those become successful. They want to grow up and be just like you. What kind of advice would you give them? I, I, I tell them from the jump, this I didn't fall out of heaven. <laughs> you know, a lot of times when they meet you or, you know, even when you go talk to 10 times better knee. What is the, what's the main thing? Sorry, I know it's kind of hard for the I know what he's saying. You ain't got to read all that. You know we need that dough break leave. Go. I'm being scolded. I'm sorry. We're still in the setup process. I want to let everybody know. Coach Clee and everyone out here is at the Legion. We're still, we're, we're setting up. We're excited. Loves, I love the hearts. You love the hearts? I, I love them too. So I, it, it looks a little cute when it's coming through too. I've never seen it this way. Yeah. So it's like, oh, I feel it. Ah, before, I'm sorry. And then flip my, this is Tasha's first actual live ever. Yeah. I've seen her on Instagram and Facebook and they were recorded videos. And I was not aware. <laughs> I thought she was a live pro. This is, I'm honored to have you on the show and this be your first live. Thank you. That yacht, and she's doing it to We're on, oh, it works. We're on. I got special guests. Tasha Nicole Fry is sitting right here. I'll introduce oh, her in a minute. She's been on here before. She's very electrifying. You miss she, me. She, she takes over the show, you know, <laughs> to the point where she might get kicked off. But we'll talk no. about that later. It's your motivational speaker.
to stay too long. Enjoy your life. Anyway, we're going to get right to it. I thank you for tuning in. Shayla's on. Please tag, like, and share. She's your motivational speaker, your empowerment coach, your author, and your favorite baker's favorite baker. I got a special guest in the lab today. His name's Dave Myers. I'm going to introduce him in a minute. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, thank you for tuning in. It's Coach Klee coming at you. I hope you had a wonderful week. I know we've been, uh, uh, we had a little special going on over the weekend. Hope you tuned into that. I got a special guest in the lab today. I'll introduce her in a minute. I got a couple things going on. I hope you guys enjoyed the video at the beginning of this uh, the, this live. Uh, it was put together uh, by a very special person. Um, and, and it highlights a lot of the special moments that have happened in the lab over the years. Uh, and that's just a few that's a that that i know it seemed like a long video but that's just a few of them we've been doing this for about three years or so uh so there's there's a lot of a lot of people who uh um didn't who make the next cut trust me trust me uh i see james robinson's on thank you guys for thank you for tuning in please uh uh, tag like and share understand um i will first and foremost let me put the rules out there this is going to be an interactive live okay so from the time that you post the comments to the time that i see them i may be on there's about a five to ten second delay so we may actually be on to another topic however we will try and acknowledge them to the best of our ability all right but it's your motivational speaker your empowerment coach your author and your favorite baker's favorite baker coach click coming at you right now i need to know what the energy levels are i need to know what the energy levels are like so if you had a good day today i need you to put a one in the comment section Put a one in the comment section if you had a good day today. And those of you that watch the show, you already know I don't believe in bad days. I like to call them character building days because you can learn from them. You can grow from them. They're necessary for growth because they make you appreciate the outstanding days that much more better. So if you had a quote unquote bad day or a character building day, I need you to put a two. Looks like a peace sign. Put a two in the comment section if you had a character building day. Put a two in the comment section if you had a character building day. And hopefully tomorrow's a better day for you. And I say this over and over again. I know it sounds a little redundant. But if you had what I had and, and outstanding day, I need you to put a zero in that chunk. You know, it's the kind of day that we all strive for. I got to relax a little bit. I enjoy doing these shows. So I actually have an outstanding day preparing for these shows and, and getting ready. I uh, see uh, who... Uh, Michelle Penn's on. She had a, a good day today. Thank you for tuning in. Please tag, like, and share. I had an outstanding day. Let me go ahead and put mine in there. Put this in the comment section. Bam. Ooh. Shows up like that. Yeah. Coach Clee had an outstanding day. So if you had an outstanding day also, put a zero in the comment section. 
put zero in the comment section if you had an outstanding day keep your energy levels coming get the likes up get the hearts up yeah you know, you know i mean we have fun seeing all that stuff right now we're on some of you guys are on the coach clee facebook page and if you haven't already subscribed to that make sure you hit that that thumbs up button we're also on the clark tent facebook page i cannot see the comments from that one i actually have to scroll over and look at my phone so if you comment on there i may catch it i may not i will see the comments from coach clee i will see the comments from the youtube page we're also on the youtube page under the same name coach clee so if you haven't subscribed to that page make sure you subscribe to that page and i can see the comments there too all right and as you see scrolling at the bottom workwithclee.com is the website and on the website you'll see a bunch of wonderful things first and foremost you'll see you guys already know the first book i wrote about three years ago march 4th it's a motivational empowerment book on helping you find your own breakthrough we talk about toxic people toxic situations we talk about having the courage to do things talking about taking care of yourself so many wonderful things it's a guide on helping you get your own breakthrough that's in in this book also clarence stokes herb thompson jason brown and myself we wrote no shade all light it's 25 of our favorite quotes and what they mean to us. So it's over 100 quotes in this book with meaning. It could be used as a devotional. That's also on the website. But what came out June of last year, which hit, hit the streets by storm, is this pocket-sized book, Hashtag Grudge. You know, all of us have, have had some sort of anger, mistakes, grudges, held on to things. Les Brown said it best. Holding on to a grudge is like holding on to a hot piece of coal and expecting the person that you're angry with to feel the effects when really you just need to let that thing go and start the healing process. That's right there. And The Lab, which came out this year. I'm most excited about this book right here. Not because I'm on the cover of it. I mean, I am on the cover. But because this is a compilation of some of the people you saw in the video and many, many more. 44 people were highlighted in this book. Like I said, we've been doing this, doing this series for the past three years. Um, and here it's series one of The Lab. The lab, uh, I will explain a little later, will be coming to a, this version of the lab. As you can see behind me, I know I the red wall is not there. We're transitioning sets uh, because we're moving on from a, this version of the lab to something else. Something is coming down the pipeline. I don't want to let the cat out of the bag too early, but many things are coming. So stay tuned. I hope you guys like it. Uh, we'll be leveling up. We'll be leveling up. All right. So make sure you guys check all that stuff out. Make sure that you guys hit the like buttons. You guys stay engaged. And I'm going to move on to she's not in her studio, but she will be talking about her sponsors. She's she got the camera moving around a little bit and bring Shayla to the stage. Shayla, you ready? Because I see you didn't put your energy levels in. Bam. I, I yeah, can't because I am there. mobile. I'm mobile again. Can you hear me? Okay. Yes, we can hear you. It's a little choppy. Um, yeah, it sounds choppy when I'm listening as well. I don't know if everybody else is going to that. And I apologize about the background noise. I am volunteering. Um, I'm the cheer coordinator, so we're trying to get things done again. And so I apologize about the noise in the background. But first, um, as always, I thank our sponsors. We could not do this show without any of you. So we appreciate your support as always. First one I have is the FAR agency. So if you're somebody who avoids applying for credit, you have late payments, collections, or charge-offs, then there might be a solution for you. Tiki FAR Walker with the FAR agency. She's board certified and can assist you with restoring your credit. She can even help you get started with restoring your credit on your own. You can contact Tiki at thefaragency.com and also on Instagram and Facebook at thefaragency. Or you can give them a call for a consultation at 877-297-9707. Moving on, we have Don Upson, owner of D2 Training Solutions, where they use the latest in um, innovating and cutting edge technology to create a unique experience for the end user. At D2 Training Solutions, they take boring out of training and allow for fun, interactive training that can be done at the user's pace. 
make sure you contact Damon Buxton with D2 Trading Solutions at d2tradingsolutionsllc.com. Then we have the Harrisburg YMCA, Camp Curtin Branch. They offer a variety of services and programs for the community. They have a youth and teen center, computer lab, and wellness center that you can utilize at an affordable price that works for your household. They offer seasonal programs, summer camps, winter basketball leagues, lacrosse, and flag football. In addition to the program, their doors are always open for youth in the community. They can use the gym, library, and computer lab for summer and after school programs. Cornerstone in Uptown Harrisburg is the newest venture for the Y. The intention is to remove blighted vacant lots, reduce crime, and create affordable housing for homeowners and more. For more information about their programs and offerings, check out their website at ymcharrisburg.org. Last but not least, I'd like to always give a shout out for Jay Moore. He does our website, make sure everything is up to date. Um, and again, just apologizing in advance for the noise in the background. I am doing what I love, volunteering and um, participating in, and hanging out with the youth this evening. So I am in a, a shed on the second floor. I know Coach Flea knows where I'm at. He's familiar, but um, yeah, back upstairs, hot. I'm gonna go back downstairs, turn it back over Thanks. to you. Thank you, thank you. You did a wonderful job. I appreciate it. There we go. There we go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we're at the part of the show that you guys have been waiting on. Uh, like I said, I got a special guest in the lab. Uh, um, um, some of you may know her. Some of you may not. I actually was uh, introduced to this individual's accomplishments through a, uh, we have a mutual friend. Uh, the friend reached out to me and said, this is somebody uh, who needs to be highlighted on the show. And so through the course of conversation, we made it happen. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, she's a mother. She serves our country as a senior master sergeant in the United States Air Force. She has faced many adversities and has overcame them. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce to you Dana Bazil. Did I say that correctly? Dana, are you there? You absolutely did. Great job. What I'm talking about. Thank you. Thank you. Welcome to the lab. How are you? I'm well, thank you. It's been an interesting day. It's been an interesting week, month, year, but I'm doing well. Blessed and highly favored. That's good. That's good. That's good. I know uh, you had a little bit of a, uh, an emergency or, or kind of an emergency beforehand. So is everything okay? Everything's all right. We've uh, had some, uh, this past year has been tough with my dad's health. About a year ago, uh, this month or next month, um, he was hospitalized and just things have gotten pretty complicated. But we recently moved him down to Florida with his sister and uh, I'm trying to help her as best I can. And so I've got to be got to be on the ready to answer her calls and to help assist her through the the challenge of caring for um someone who can't care for themselves so gotcha. but everything, I, is, everything is all right all right can you tell i know you gave us a little highlight can you tell us a little bit about yourself for those of uh for those of the people who are, are watching right now that have never heard of you or know what you do all right, so again, Dana Brazil. I am in the United States Air Force. I've been in for 19 years now. Uh, May 28th made 19 years. I didn't expect to be in the Air Force this long, thank you. I expected to do four years and walk away. I just wanted the money for school and I found out that I really enjoyed it and it was a great career and I'm glad I stuck around. Um, so I am a senior master sergeant as of May 1st this year. And uh, as far as, uh, my personal you know where i'm at in my career i'm about to move to california next month um 
I got a new assignment that came along with the promotion in May. So we'll be heading out to California. Um, a little background on myself. I'm originally from Newark, New Jersey. Okay. I grew up there my whole life until uh, I left for college at 17. Um, my dad was a immigrant from Haiti. He came here as a teenager. Um, and my mom is from uh, Irvington, New Jersey. Uh, so we grew up very, very modest upbringing. My, mm -hmm. Again, my dad immigrated here from Haiti. So him and his sisters, along with his mom, did their best to uh, make a better life for themselves. Um, my dad ended up losing his vision when mm. just about the year I was born, around 1980. So he would have been in his mid-20s. Uh, so that's all I've known. I grew up with a dad who's been completely blind my whole life. Um, and that created some challenges, uh, but it also taught me a lot. I learned a lot from him and from the experience and from both of my parents' resilience. Um, so I went to college tried that out, majored in having fun, and I really had to think of a, a better plan. And I came to the Air Force at the age of 21. And uh, 19 years later, here I am, still pressing on. All right, I can totally understand that. I uh, left for the Army myself um, the July after I graduated high school, uh, thinking that um, I, I, I was going to conquer the world in the Army. And I turned out um, to actually um, enlisted for a lot of fun <laughs> i made a lot of accomplishments but uh needless to say like you thought you were going to do your four years and get out i did do my three years and i got out and i transitioned on to something else so i totally get it um when you decided to enlist in the air force at the age of 21 uh was it because you said you wanted to go you wanted to go back to school or you wanted to help you wanted the air force to help out with money to pay for school to be honest, what initially triggered my decision to join the Air Force, uh, it was right after 9-11. Um, mm. I remember that day. I remember where I was at in life. Um, it was a combination of what was going on in the world and where I was personally. At that point, I had already disenrolled from school. I was working. I actually had a pretty good job. I was a assistant general manager of a Holiday Inn at the age of 21 out in Jersey. I lived I lived at the hotel for free, um, but it wasn't work that was meaningful to me. Um, and when 9-11 happened, it kind of put things in perspective. I didn't know exactly what I wanted to do, but I wanted to do something in service to others. I wanted to do something that felt like it had a purpose uh, for me. Uh, so that's what initially got me thinking about it. Um, I talked to my sister. She had been in some years prior. She's older than me. Um, and mm -hmm. she was that phone call I made. And I said, you know, do you think this is a good idea? And she's like, I remember clearly, she said, I never thought you'd be interested just knowing you, but she said, you're going to do great. And that's all I needed to hear. Um, and then of course, from that point, I sat down with the recruiter and, you know, had the conversation, what's in it for me, right? <laughs> what's the education? What's the pay? Um, I honestly took a 50% pay cut initially joining back then uh but everything that it had to offer as far as the career education opportunities and really just a way to to leave i was at a point in my life where i needed to get away from my environment um the influences uh, that i was allowing to surround myself and just i needed to get into a place where i'd have more structure and mm -hmm. get into a pattern of making better decisions so the Air Force just worked out at the time, um, but initially the initial thought was uh, a patriotic one. So, 
<laughs> totally understandable. So when you enlisted, um, what, the the MOS that you selected and they uh, trained you on, uh, is that the same MOS that you're in now or did you reclass? I didn't stay in that job for long at all. Um, in the Air Force, we call them AFSCs, Air Force Specialty mm -hmm. Codes. So it's a little different from MOS, the same thing. Um, I, got I did that job. Initially, I signed up to do AWACS radar maintenance. So I was out mm -hmm. on the flight line pushing the toolbox. I worked mid-shift in the middle of the night from 11 p.m. to 7 in the morning, working on wow. radar wow. systems on the AWACS. Um, believe it or not, my background in having a technical ability came from my dad despite him not being able to see he remembered how to do so much that he could do when he had his vision he mm -hmm. he had me doing plumbing electrical construction i was his oh, wow. eyes you know he would have me do the measurements cut the wood and but he knew how to put it up if he was fixing electrical he needed me to tell him which wires were which but he was able to figure out with his hands how to do it and uh, that's how we brought money and that's how he brought money in the house was to do jobs for people that he knew that didn't want to pay someone more expensive they play they pay my blind dad to, you know come and fix things in their house so coming in to do a technical uh job was right up my alley but i only did it for a couple years um after that, uh, our career field was overmanned, meaning they have put too many people in than they actually needed. So they said, all right, who wants to go do something else? And uh, I looked into, um, I had been volunteering for the base honor guard. The honor okay. guard, they're the ones that do ceremonies at funerals, mm -hmm. at promotions, retirements. I had been volunteering with them and they had a slot open on the base for their, um, you know, for their office staff. So mm -hmm. I applied and got selected. Uh, so really, I only fixed planes for about two years. I went over to base honor guard for about a year and a half. And then the Air Force honor guard came out. Their drill team came out to do a presentation at our air show and they recruited me. And they said, so the, the difference between base honor guard and the Air Force honor guard, it would be like high school basketball versus the NBA, right? So, oh, okay. so the Air Force Honor Guard, they're out in Washington, D.C. They're doing ceremonies at the White House, at the Pentagon. They're doing mm -hmm. funerals in Arlington National Cemetery. Um, so they came out and recruited me. They said, we have no female uh, sergeants, no female NCOs, and you know we could really use that female leadership. So it sounded exciting. Uh, fixing planes had me out in Oklahoma, so the chance to go to D.C., since I'm from Jersey, I said, yes, I'm ready to come back to the East Coast. So uh -huh. I went out there. I did that for about four years, and then I didn't want to go back to Oklahoma. So <laughs> I looked into recruiting, and um, okay. I got selected to be a recruiter. I, I recruited uh, out in Yonkers, New York, for four years. And then I became what's called a flight chief, which is simply a supervisor of a team of recruiters. And I did that in Brooklyn, New York for four years. Uh, and then I came to our group headquarters out here in Pennsylvania, and I've been here for three years. Um, in this assignment, I'm in charge of all of the goaling and job distribution for the northeastern third of the country. So anyone who's enlisting in the Air Force from South Carolina out to Michigan, out to Massachusetts, you know, the New England area, um, I'm the one that distributes all those jobs and those goal allocations to those uh, to those units. Um, and, if, and we also are a liaison between our main headquarters down in Texas. So that's what I do now. And then I'll be heading out to California, like I said, next month. And in that assignment, I'll be in charge of production for all of Southern California and the state of Arizona. 
So that'll be my next assignment. So there I'll be really driving production for that unit. Well, there you go. Well, congratulations to you on your promotion and your Thank um, you. your new job, the, uh, the job that's ahead of you. Um, it sounds like you, you've done a lot. I'm, I'm pretty sure you've had a bunch of wonderful highs and lows throughout the course of a career um, and, and a very uh, uh, struggling uh, but yet fun uh, accomplishments as well. I mean, you're going from the flight flight deck is what is that what you called it? The flight deck? The flight line. Mm-hmm. Okay. I used to be, I was a parachute rigger, so I remember being on drop zones and, and, and um, being in pack sheds often, and I couldn't stand it the first right. couple years at all either. Um, by the then, way, thank you for your service. I didn't say it earlier, but I appreciate your service as well. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And, and uh, Aaron Lewis is on. And he says, thank you for your service, Sarge, as well. I don't want to overlook that. I put that up there as well. Thank you. So, and, and as you're you're transitioning um, to go to California relatively soon, uh, are you excited about that? You know, that's the number one question people keep asking. Are you excited? Um, first and foremost, I had every intention. I had mapped it all out. I felt confident about getting promoted. And there was a position that I was shooting for. It's the same job, but the position was in Southern Jersey, South Jersey. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, nobody wants to go to Jersey. If you look at people across the Air Force, they're like, oh, that's the armpit. They don't want to go out there. So I had it all mapped out. And because um, a friend of mine that's in that position, he just retired last week. I said, the stars are going to align perfectly. I didn't realize that there was someone else who was already there. She got promoted as well. And it made more sense to keep her in place than to move her someplace else and move me there. So it was, uh, you know what they say, um, if you want to make God laugh, tell him your plans and he'll let you know he really has a store. So. So as far as me being excited for California, it was what I chose once New Jersey wasn't an option. I intended to be here close to family, but um, I said, well, if I can't get New Jersey, send me to another coast. I need to be on the exterior somewhere. Uh, I don't want to be in the middle of the country. I did Oklahoma, just send me to, to the other side and I can go to the Pacific Ocean. Um, so I am excited. There's just a lot that has to happen between now and getting in the car and starting to drive. Uh, so. I'm just pacing myself with that excitement because I just keep myself way too busy. Um, I had mentioned that we just moved my dad down to Florida. That was mm -hmm. a huge undertaking. Like I said, he can't see, now he can't walk. He has advanced dementia, plenty oh, of wow. other medical issues. So to get him on a plane and move him down to that was one major hurdle that I'm glad we got done. And I'm so thankful for his sister who's taken on that responsibility of taking care of him because I just can't do it anymore um, with this new position. Um, so that's one major hurdle. My mom lives with me, but she's actually, she's not coming to California. She's going down to Alabama. So we've got to get her moved down to Alabama. <laughs> and then, um, what's that? I said, everyone's going somewhere. Everyone's going somewhere. We're all going in different directions. And then I have a niece who is in Alabama and she's coming out to California with us. She's 23, trying to figure out what she's, you know, what her plans are in life. And so she's excited to come out. I really need someone's help with my daughter. I am a single mom. So uh, with my job and with needing to travel, I need to have someone. Um, my mom would be willing to go, but she's more, she's ready to go down, down south and, you know, kind right, of relax. Right. She's, she's been a huge help for me. She's been living with me for eight and a half years since my daughter was one my daughter's about to turn 10 now um and i don't know how i would have done it without her uh, she's just when i need to travel for work i don't have to scramble to figure out what i'm gonna do uh so 
but yeah, there's just a lot to happen. And then I got a whole house to pack. So um, <laughs> anyone that's listening, you want to come over and help me move some boxes and furniture, you let me know. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, there you go. Ask Facebook, ask YouTube. <laughs> I, I, I'd, I'd help, but my, the way my back works on like Tuesdays, right. it just doesn't uh, right. <laughs> Okay. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so you you said, what's it like to be a, a single mother in in the Air Force itself? Uh, I, I know you've got a, um, some help with your family, which is good. Um, but what is it exactly like? What kind of experiences have you had? Well, you know, I think for a lot of people, their idea of what military life might be a little jaded by movies and you know, kind of what you see really we all go to work every day we come home we have families um the difference is if you have to deploy or you have to go for training for extended period of time uh we're just imagine it we're just a company that we have to travel for work with some degree of frequency depending on the job you do so between working in recruiting well even as a recruiter and then a recruiting supervisor and now at our headquarters the type of job i do i don't deploy so that's a major difference between me and some other single parents that are in the military i don't have the situation where i need to leave for six months at a time so i'm blessed in that regard just by the career i happen to be in um outside of that i go to work every day um mm -hmm. and uh, I do have to travel for work maybe once every three months I've got to travel for a week so like any other single mother I need to secure childcare. I need to think things through as far in advance as possible and also be prepared for the short notice uh, changes that happen if I need to stay late at work or coming early um, of course this last year like so many others I was working at home hmm. so that seems easier, but as we all know, we all went through it when the kids in the house and they're homeschooling it all. You'd rather just go to, to the office, right? Um, but yeah, being a single mom in the Air Force, we have a, a pretty good support system. I guess the other difference on the other end of the spectrum, being in recruiting, I'm not stationed on a base. So whereas if I was stationed on a base, they have childcare on the base. They have a grocery store. They have gyms. They have everything that you need to sustain yourself. They have it on base. They even have housing where you can live on the base. When you work in recruiting, we're more so embedded in different communities. So I don't have access to those types of things. I'd love to have the what they call a CDC, the Child, Child Development Center where there's like really inexpensive after school care and programs and, you know, sports and all. Um, so mm -hmm. just choosing to be in recruiting, I don't have some of that. But um, yeah, it's it's I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's been manageable and mm -hmm. not everyone can just tell their mom, hey, I need you to move up here from Florida for the next eight years of your life and, you know, be my in-home nanny. You know, not everyone has that luxury. So sometimes you got to think pretty creative. But again, it's it's like so many others that are not in the military, you know, single mom, single dads that just have to figure, figure it out and use your network. Right. Right. And uh, you, like you said, you um, when you enlisted in the Air Force, you spoke with your sister um, and you kind of you got her advice. Um, would you say that she was or is there a person that you modeled yourself after once you uh, finally enlisted and and got through basic training and everything? Um, at the time back then, um, if I had to think of who I modeled myself after that, you know, it's really a collection of people. I don't know that I had this one particular person that whose footsteps I was trying to follow in. 
Um, she was only in the Air Force for a brief period of time. Um, she it didn't work out for her. She didn't do, you know, 20 years, 19 years. So, um, but I definitely have always looked at her as someone, her name is Veronica. She's someone that um, she's hardworking. She's determined. She pushes through adversity. Um, but that's kind of a collective theme with the women in my family. I've been blessed to always see examples of resilience of women who have dealt with some very challenging circumstances and, and figured it out from my mom to my aunts to my sisters. Uh, I've always had great examples of women who just don't say, I can't or don't just fall to pieces. And sometimes you need to fall to pieces for a brief period of time, right? You need to be able to fall apart, but you gotta be, you gotta figure out how to put yourself back together and to seek out people that will help you in that, people who genuinely wanna see you do well. Um, so really it was a collective. And then, you know, once I came in, there are certain people in the Air Force who chose to step in as mentors for me and to give me that good advice and to give me that push. Um, and I'm not sure where I'd be today if it wasn't for certain people. I'm sure I'd be alive and well, but I don't know that I'd be a senior master sergeant. I don't know that I'd be still in the Air Force. I may have walked away years ago if I didn't have a few certain people in my ear to um, to keep pushing me along. Gotcha. That's totally understandable as well. Now, on the flip side of that, is there anyone that you have mentored or that you know looks up to you and, and strives to be like you? That's a tough question to ask. Um, I believe so. Um, you know, I'm definitely, I try to be humble. Uh, you know, I try to leave the accolades for others to give to me. Um, but I am, that's how I grade myself. The type of mm -hmm. feedback I get from the people that I lead. Um, I've always found it important to take care of my people, whether it's to put them in for awards when they deserve to be recognized, to push for them to be competitive for promotion, to give them tough feedback when they need it, to be honest with them about their performance, even if it's not good news, um, to cheer for them, to stay in touch after we've gone our separate ways. Um, mm -hmm. So I've kept in touch with as a recruiter, several of the recruits that I've actually enlisted, and that's a rewarding thing in and of itself, because I recruited in just north of New York City. So a lot of my applicants came from the Bronx, came from, you know, Harlem. They came from, and even in Westchester County, Yonkers, some tough areas where they told me their whole life story, how much they were struggling in their current circumstance. Um, I remember one young man, he would come to my office and just say, hey, Sergeant Basile, is there anything I can help you with? And I'd find some busy work for him to do, but when it came down to it, he knew I was gonna take him to lunch. He wasn't getting food otherwise. And every time he came to my office, I said, All right, let's go get a bite to eat. I didn't put him on the spot, you know, but I knew that was his way to, to be able to, to get a meal for the day. Um, he was homeless, he was sleeping on his cousin's couch. He was ready for him to go. Um, yeah. And you know, you just, you just take care of people. You know, I didn't think of, okay, I'm spending this money, you know, I don't owe you anything. No, like it's someone that's in need and it just feels good to take care of people in that way. So from my recruits to people I supervise, I just try to think about those that took great care of me and what I appreciated. But then you also think about those who, who neglected you, those who you needed their support and they weren't there. And you just yeah. gotta remind yourself, don't be that person. 
when someone mm -hmm. looks back and think on me, I don't want to be that person that they say she let me down. I needed her and she wasn't there. And we'll all miss the mark at some point or another, but at least be conscious of it and to, you know, look out for ways that you can take care of the people, whether they're assigned as you're, as you're assigned as their supervisor, or if it's just someone you look to the left or the right and you say this person could use a helping hand or an encouraging word. Uh, I really do. I try to focus my, my uh, I try to be intentional about doing those things. Absolutely. And you just reminded me as well. Um, one of my platoon sergeants, when I was uh, stationed at Fort Bragg, he said something that stuck, that resonated with me throughout the years, throughout my my entire adult, adult life. And, and it's, it, it, what you said reminded me is, no matter what kind of leader you have, whether you have a good leader or a bad leader, you can learn something from them. If you have a good leader, you take the traits of that good leader and you develop yourself into your own style of that version. If you have a bad leader, you know exactly what not to do and you don't develop those traits and you make sure that you do not turn into that person for other people. So you, you learn something from everybody. And of course, you, you had some people, like you said, that failed you or if you feel like that it failed you in the past and you don't you don't want to be that person for someone else you know something else that i'll say along those lines as far as learning from everybody and be open the advice i would give to people be open to people who have something to offer you even if you don't expect it and a quick story i'll tell you i was out in new york i was a recruiter and i had just had my daughter things were not going well to put it like mm -hmm. You know, I was struggling. I was struggling emotionally. I needed to go see somebody every Wednesday and talk through things. Um, unfortunately, the relationship with her biological father, it was a very toxic one. And I was just in a really bad place. Um, and, you know, some folks were there for me and some just were, hey, what's up with your numbers? Why aren't you putting as many people in? You know, just worrying about the job and not realizing that. I'm crumbling and I really need a helping hand. Um, but, you know, I persevered and thankfully there were some people that were in my corner, but um, it got to a point where we had, we didn't have a permanent flight chief or supervisor assigned to us. So another supervisor was told that he was going to be covering our area. He was out in Long Island and he was covering New York City and Westchester. So he came up to me and this was a, older Caucasian guy that I just never really had a personal conversation with. I saw him, you know, at different events we would have. And, you know, I thought he was a nice enough guy, but didn't think he thought anything of me. And he came up to me and he said, um, he said, you know, I don't know if you heard yet, but I'm going to be your, your new supervisor, you know, until you get a permanent one. He said, but I see something in you. He said, I don't think people notice your potential and tap into it. He said, I want you to be the informal leader within your peers. And I'm looking at him like, do you realize I'm a mess right now? Like, what makes you think? <laughs> but I embraced it. It just meant so much for him to see something in me. He said, whenever you speak, you have this value in the input you add. Even if you're frustrated about something, you voice your your concerns about something and everyone stops to listen. And he said, um, I wanna tap into that and I wanna see where you can grow. And he turned out to be such a, one, a good friend, someone who pushed me from the rank, of, at the time I was a technical sergeant and I was testing for master sergeant and he would call me every day. He's like, are you studying? How much did you study today? You need to hit that book. You need to make master sergeant. And this was the last year that you could test for master sergeant. After mm -hmm. that, um, or you can test without meeting a board. 
after that, after that year, you would have a panel that would look at your record and decide yes or no. But that was, that was the last year that all you had to do was test and have the right points in other categories. He said, you want somebody else deciding or you want to decide for yourself? And I studied my butt off because he was in my, in my ear. I made master. I needed an 88 to make it. I got an 89. Who cares? I made it, right? <laughs> um, and I mean, I know 89 is like, well, that's a B plus. Trust me, the average score in this test is like in the 60s, low 70s. It's a test on so much. Um, I'm so if, if I hadn't made master at that point, I would definitely have not have made senior master at this point. Um, he was just that person that just really looked out for me. And, um, and, and I wouldn't have looked across the room and said, he's going to be someone who's going to make a huge difference in my life and going to set me on track. So the advice I would give to the viewing audience out there there's that story of, um, you know, the guy stranded out in the boat and he's saying, God, save me. And, you know, someone comes yeah. by in a raft and he's like, no, I'm waiting for God to save me. And a boat comes by. No, I'm waiting for God to save me. A helicopter. And he's like, God, why didn't you save me? He's like, I sent you all these people. Right. So <laughs> it's like that in life. Sometimes we ignore people that are right in front of us because we don't think that they're the person that's supposed to be so impactful. We make assumptions about people. We count them out and we don't realize an opportunity for someone who can change their change your life um i won't tell another long story but even my supervisor now he's retiring next week um he worked with me in new york too he was a supervisor of another team and i just again saw him from a distance and said man he's so cool i wish he was my boss but he left before we really developed a relationship and then fast forward some years later and I saw his name as my supervisor here and I said, oh, I'm be good. I didn't know him personally, but I just knew he was cool. And the past three years, um, again, you're, I'm not gonna take up five hours in the show to give you all the details, but a lot has happened in this past year. It's been a pretty challenging year personally. And he's been there for me. I mean, just talking to me for hours on the phone, <laughs> like a best friend would. And again, not someone that I thought years ago was going to be a person that I would need in my life right now. So, you know, just be open, be open minded, open hearted to uh, to whoever God places in your path to help you through. And, and just don't be surprised by who it might be. It might be that person you least expect. I like it. I like it. I like it. All those, I hope you guys were taking notes for all those golden nuggets she was dropping. <laughs> <laughs> And right there, Michelle Penn said, humbleness at its best. Such a blessing. Gary Grant's on. Thank you guys for tuning in. Yeah. And you kind of segued into a couple questions I had, but I want to kind of take a step back uh, real quick. Um, if there's anyone watching who uh, wanted to enlist in the Air Force, how would they go about doing that? Okay. So first and foremost, I would suggest you go to airforce.com. We keep the website pretty simple, airforce.com, A-I-R-F-O-R-C-E.com. Uh, go on the website and there's a spot on there, find a recruiter and you'll put in your zip code, some basic information about yourself and it'll plug you in with the recruiter. Um, mm -hmm. The enlistment process, just know that we, we're going to get all in your business, but you know, we have to make sure that you are truly qualified uh, and you meet the requirements. And then we're also going to allow you in our business. Ask us all, as far as the recruiter, ask all the questions that you want, do your research. It's a different ball game now for an applicant than when I joined almost 20 years ago. Everything's on the internet. There's no surprises. Whatever you ask the recruiter, it's all online. So we don't have any incentive to lie to you or mislead you. Um, 
just know that we have to gather your information and determine what you're qualified to do. So you may be qualified to join, but let's say you've done your research and you fall in love with this job. I want to be an in-flight refueler. That sounds like the coolest thing ever. Well, if you don't have depth perception, if you don't pass the depth perception part of your physical, we don't want you aiming a huge thing into another plane to refuel it while the plane is flying. We need you to have some depth perception. So that's just one example. Um, you need to just trust the recruiter, but trust but verify is the phrase, right? Look online, get some answers there. Um, talk to your network. Just keep in mind though, this is one advice I would give people. Mm -hmm. When you're asking others for their opinion about what you're looking to do, whether it's to join the Air Force, any other branch of service, just be mindful that their experience is their experience. You have some mm -hmm. people, and when you look online for, you know, these uh, chats of who says what about, you know, the service, my experience, happy people don't post online. When I have a great experience at the store, I just go home and enjoy whatever I have. I just pick my car up from the shop and he's like, fill out the survey. I need to remember to fill out the survey. But happy people don't go online. Disgruntled people are <laughs> eager to tell any and everybody how bad the experience was. So just take it with a grain of salt when someone has their perspective of their experience, they have advice for your life. They're not walking in your shoes. They don't know what's making it interesting. Uh, building your interest level to join. They don't know your circumstances and they don't know what you're capable of. You may be capable of more than they were able to accomplish or achieve when they were in, or you just may be chasing a different dream than they are. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, do your research and um, yeah, embrace it. If it's the right thing for you, just understand it's gonna challenge you. Just basic training alone to have someone telling you what you can and can't do that messes with people's heads. Just know that basic training is only, what, six weeks long, seven weeks long. Um, and after that, you go to your tech school. That's basically like going to college. You're just in class every day, learning how to do your job. And then you get stationed somewhere and you go to work every day. My hand on the Bible, I've been in 19 years. Since basic training, I've not had anybody yell at me or cuss at me. Now that just might be the way I carry myself. I just, I'm not playing all that. Like you're gonna talk to me with some kind of respect because that's how I'm going to carry myself. You're gonna see that I'm gonna work hard and do my best. So I don't invite that. But if someone did cross that line, they're gonna hear about it. I don't believe in disrespecting. I don't disrespect the people that I supervise. Um, so when people are like, I don't want someone to yell at me all the time, that's basic training. And if it extends beyond that, either your behavior is inviting it or there's a toxic leader that needs to be handled. So that's just my perspective. I wish I could say the same thing. My basic training, I got yelled at a lot. I got cussed out a lot. Um, AIT uh, would be similar to tech school. We got yelled at a little bit more, not, it was a little bit more laid back, but jump school, we got yelled at a lot, but I understand why we got yelled at because it was it was attention to detail. You had to be on point right. and at all times, but uh, permanent party, yes, it was, it was more, I don't want to say laid back. It was more focused and, and, and intentional. So it was more mentorship that, that right. hey, young soldier, you're not going to do it this way. It has to be done this way and it has to be done this way for a reason. So there was more direction. So, yes, absolutely. I do understand exactly what you're saying.
Absolutely. Let me ask you a question. What gives you what what motivates you and what gives you the inspiration to keep moving forward? Like we have our good days and we have our bad days. Sometimes we don't feel like getting up and going to work. Sometimes we don't feel like continuing on with the same process. Sometimes we just need a change. And other days we have, like I say, a zero day. You just go after it and everything's falling in line. Not we we fall on different realms on the bridge when that happens. But consistently, what gives you the the motivation to keep moving forward from day in to day out? You know, two things, and they're they're tied together. One, my history. When I look back at all the hurdles that I've had to overcome, and you know, I can't give it to you all in the lab. You all are gonna have to wait till the book comes out. Wait about six months to a year after I retire, and the book will be published. But at this point, I can't quite put it out there just yet. But um. You know, there's there's just so many things when I look at my resume of what I was faced with and how I overcame it. Um, mm -hmm. And sometimes it was through my own effort. Sometimes it was someone had to drag me along, but consistently always, it was God being there for me and showing me a way that I didn't see for myself. So when I look back at the things that I've been through before, why be worried now? Why be, um, riddled with anxiety about what's ahead of me when i see what i push through i think sometimes when you face adversity early in life it prepares you more for facing adversity later so uh you have some folks let's say we look at you know some folks we see out on the in the tablets these wealthy people you know when you've had life easy when you were younger and then all of a sudden you lose your money it's like oh my goodness i'm gonna kill myself what am i gonna do because they just they didn't learn through the school of how hard knocks how to overcome things and i think i grew up i'm putting it mildly to say we grew up humbly poor you know uh we we struggled and there was a lot of uh family drama you know my parents split was bad you know everything that i went through i look back at and i say okay i made it through those things and i'm still here and i'm thriving so um that's what motivates me um my faith definitely motivates me and truly it was strengthened to a to an exponential level over the past year you know while we were all stuck at home i got on a prayer line um uh with a uh, pastor kenny houston out in jersey he had a prayer line six days a week six days a week from eight to nine o'clock we we're on this prayer line and it wasn't just praying um it was a lot of study it was a lot of scripture and a lot of um you know teaching it was basically bible study six days a week and i'm like well what else do i have to do you know i'm at home i'm not going anywhere why not call in every night and so i learned so much but also what came after that everything that happened with my dad over the next nine months I realized that I needed to build up my armor, my spiritual armor to prepare for what came at me next. So at this point right now, my faith, um, I've seen firsthand what God can do, um, how much prayer can change things, um, that all the answers we need are in the word. And I don't know if this is a, you know, if, if I can preach on here, but you know, that's that's just where my, where my motivation comes from. You're good. Okay, good, good, good. So, um, yeah, that's it. You know, just seeing what I've been through and just trusting God and what he has planned for me. Um, again, I had this curveball thrown at me that we're moving out to California, but I'm like, I could have stressed over it. I could have been so upset, but I wanted to go to Jersey. But 
my daughter is going on 10 years old and the fact that she'll be able to have in her her life story i lived in california for two years uh, two or three years and all the experiences we'll have uh you know mm-hmm. every curveball can turn into a blessing if you embrace it and if your eyes open for what god has planned for you so and said it better myself yes everything there's a blessing in disguise and everything and there's something out there waiting for you and your daughter and, and whatever it is i know it's going to be something wonderful so, amen what if i could build a time machine uh did you ever see back to the future i'm sure i did years ago <laughs> or pieces of it <laughs> long time ago probably came out 1985 1986 something like that let's just okay. say i could run doc brown and i could borrow his delorean and we can get the flux capacitor working and we could travel back in time let's say about 10 years okay and traveling back in time 10 years you can run into yourself about 10 years ago and you can have a, a 10 minute conversation with yourself what what kind of conversation what would advice would you give yourself uh th- this version of you to the 10 year ago version of you everything's gonna be all right um <laughs> 10 years ago uh, at that point i would have been pregnant with my daughter um, okay. there was already strife in that relationship throughout the pregnancy and you know it was just a it was just a challenging time to figure out how how am i going to do this um chances are we're not going to be together uh you know just i'm trying to continue my career like everything just seems so overwhelming and at that point unfortunately i wasn't um i wasn't actively building and working on my relationship with God. So, you know, I wasn't as prayerful and insightful about how to deal with things. I was just kind of a mess at the time. Um, so I would go back to her and I would tell her everything's going to be all right. You need to get your, your butt in church. You need to find some faith-based friends that um, that can help you deal with things and, and have a perspective um, that's more uplifting and, and positive and um yeah, just tell her to do your best, that you're not going to be a great mom every single day. Some days you're going to be a good mom. Sometimes, Some days you're going to be an okay mom. And some days you're going to knock it out of the park. But it's okay. Just make sure she's safe. Make sure she's loved. Um, so a lot of my advice to 10 years ago me would be about um, how to handle being a single mom and balancing things and to trust that there's always going to be a way to work things out. There's no such thing as uh, as failure completely. You know, you can fail at, at a certain thing, but you just don't fail overall and give up. Um, so, and then I would also tell her, you know, mm-hmm. there's no such thing as I can't. Um, there's just so few things that we can't do. And I'm, obviously I can't fly, but you know, when it comes to things reasonable within our reach, it's either I don't want to, or it doesn't matter enough to me. Mm-hmm. It's really not, I can't. If it matters enough, you're going to put forth the effort. And it's okay to say some things don't matter enough to me to do that. I'm not pursuing this, or I can't help you with this because I, it's not important enough to me. It's not that I'm not able to do it. Um, and sometimes it's just, I don't want to. So when there's something in front of you that's challenging. Don't lie to yourself and say you can't do it. Just say, I don't want to, you know, at least be honest, because then you can do something with that. You know, when I worked on the flight line, I was going to school full time, 12 credits, doing engineering classes while working overnight and volunteering in the honor guard. Again, I have a resume that says you can multitask if you're not doing as much as you think you should. It's because you're choosing not to do it, not because you can't. So. 
buck up, put your big girl underwear on, and if it matters enough, put forth the effort and you can accomplish anything that it, that it is you choose to. It reminds me, I used to say to my son all the time, especially when he would go to football practice or, thing, or things in school, he actually enjoyed practice and playing the games. It would be school that he wouldn't enjoy. So he'd have a homework assignment or a project that he would need to work on. And he'd be like, I can't, I can't. And I'm like, ironically, you know, the word can't only belongs in English class, but you're not working on an English product project. So you might as well just go ahead and knock it out the park and get it done. The only time I want to hear you say I, I can't do something is because you're reading it in a book or writing it in a sentence to make that whole paragraph flow. Other than that, right. I don't want to read. A hundred percent. Yeah. So on the flip side of this question, let's just say that there is a 12 year old boy or girl who's watching this live or watching the replay. OK, and they never heard of you or seen you before until this moment. And they're looking at you and they're like, wow, you know, uh, I, I want to be just like her when I grow up. I want to. I want to. I want to accomplish big things. I want to travel the world. I want to be stationed many different places. Uh, how? What kind of advice would you give them if they're watching and they ask you right now? They're like, I want to be just like you when I grow up. What would you say to them? I would say to them, first of all, be just like you. Be mm -hmm. yourself. Figure out who you are. It's great to be inspired by others and to be motivated by the accomplishments of others, but learn your own personal strengths and dream your own dreams. And then know that if I can turn out to be wherever I am, I'm not going to say I made it. I'm no, you know, millionaire, billionaire, but I feel like I'm doing well in life. It's not about financials for me at least i don't look at it and say well i need to make this amount of money or i need to reach this position to be successful success is what you make it for me personally it's it's how others receive me that question about who considers me a mentor who i've mentored um that's that's really where I grade myself is the impact I have on the lives of others. So no matter what it is you're trying to achieve, know that you can achieve it. You can chase your dreams and you can accomplish far more than I have. There's plenty of opportunities that I've squandered. I could have been further along as far as the worldly definition of success. But where mm -hmm. I think I succeeded, um, I stayed close to family. Not all of them. Some of them are just you got to put them aside, but <laughs> I've stayed close to most of my family um, and particularly the ones younger than me. I have so many nieces and nephews and I've always taken them under my wing. Hey, let's go to do this. Let's do that. You know, I've talked to them about their choices and all. Um, so always look left to right. The more you help others, the more that will come back to you. I believe so much, whether you call it karma um, or however else you describe it. Um, you know, chase your dreams, but also look to the left and the right. And the more you help somebody else along as well, the further you'll find that you go. So that would be my advice to, to the younger folks. That's a good answer. Good answer. Look at that. Like you practiced it. <laughs> <laughs> good job. Good job. So yeah, I know you, you discussed um, growing up with your father and helping him out uh, and doing things. Um, uh, the trades, basically. I uh, know while you were in service, you discussed um, mentors that uh, came out of nowhere uh, at the time, and you didn't know that they were going to be such a monumental change in your career and your life. Um, is there a particular book or story or person um, that your life was going a certain direction and this book uh, of a story, person, whatever it may be, uh, changed your life so dramatically that it took a positive turn left or right? And if so, could you share it with us? 
this one I wish I read more I do more audiobooks um, so there are some audiobooks that I love but um, I can't say that a, a book per se uh, changed the trajectory of my life um, and you know I don't want to come off like negative Nancy like I've just been through such hard things but truly it was the bad experiences that changed the trajectory um, because they just made me more resolute to overcome them I had to fight through them um, you know there was a a, a pretty bad situation that happened in college and again this is a one hour show we're not going to go into, into a whole lot of depth but um, that was probably the darkest time of my life um, that it had a lot to do with me withdrawing from school and kind of spiraling um, if I could go back to her I would tell mm -hmm. her one don't allow this circumstance that happened to you to define your future and just because you've fallen and you spiraled a bit doesn't mean you have to keep going you can stop and get up whenever you whenever you feel able to um so it was really that situation and watching myself go down a, a deeper and deeper hole and then mm -hmm. eventually saying no i'm meant for more i'm meant to do more with my life. I had so much potential and I'm not going to allow a circumstance that occurred in my life that I couldn't control um, to define my future. Uh, so it's it's really those experiences where whether someone intentionally or unintentionally tries to steal your shine or slow you down or drag you down, um, it's those moments. And then the people that again rise up to to give you a helping hand um, mm -hmm. in those in those moments. So, but as far as a, a story or or a book, not so much. Um, but definitely, if I had to shout out every person that I've counted on to be there for me over the years, we'd be on this call for a long time mm -hmm. um, because I'm not here on my own. Um, every accomplishment I had, there's someone that either pushed me or I was able to bounce my ideas off of, um, or they inspired me in some way. So um, yeah, I've got I've got quite a long list. So all of those out there, you know, if there's some folks watching that you know you've played a part in this, just know you're in my heart, you're in my mind, you're in my spirit, and I appreciate you for, for every positive impact. And for everyone who tried to do the opposite, look at me now, I'm going places. <laughs> there you go, and smiling about it too. Look at that money dance on that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. As you can say, I know um, that it's interesting that you would say that uh, because um, uh, a lot of setbacks are set up for a comeback and, and without yep. having setbacks, you wouldn't, you know, like I say in the beginning, I, I, I don't want to sound cliche about it, but you know, the, the, the uh, character building days are character building days. You, they're necessary because you, you do have to grow. If everything's great all the time, if the sun's always out and, and it's always sunny and it's the perfect day, it dries up the land. You do have to have rainy days because it helps the, the crops grow. You have to have you have to get wet. You have to get dirty. Things ha have to happen in order for you to appreciate those sunny days, those outstanding days even more. And once you actually go through, you get knocked down and, and, and you're rained on and everything seems to happen all at the same time. Just know once you get through that and you will get through it, uh, what's waiting for you on the other side is 10 times better than what it would have been had it just been given to you just like that. Absolutely. You know, we have a phrase in recruiting that 
when you go through recruiting school to learn to be a recruiter, for one, we have to do this chant that's like, boy, am I enthusiastic, which is pretty cheesy. But there's a, a phrase that we also are taught to live by, and it's attitude is everything. And at the time, when you go through recruiting school, it just it's just like, oh, that's just a cliche. But I've learned to really internalize that you can't control what people do to you sometimes you can't control what happens to you it's the attitude that you have do you embrace it with a positive outlook and say okay how do i turn this into like you said the setback into a setup for a comeback or do you just fall down and cry and i'm not knocking crying i cry just like the next person but do you just wallow in your sorrow and just you speak your life into existence and if you constantly say nothing good ever happens to me all i do is fail you know everyone's out to get me you're speaking that into your spirit into your life and i truly believe that that's what will come back to you but when you speak positivity you see some people who will speak positive over their life and you're like man it looks like everything's going bad for you but and then you'll see them later on and they have improved and they've gotten into a better circumstance it's all about speaking positivity over yourself and and having a, a positive attitude no matter what comes your way and i'm not in any way being delusional to think we're not supposed to have a human response to mm -hmm. challenges but within a reasonable amount of time shake it off and say okay what's next how do i move beyond this how do i grow how do i get out of this bad situation but when you just stay in there and wallow in it that's when you don't see that that growth and improvement. So attitude is everything. Attitude is everything. Absolutely. And we, we've had a great live. We had a great conversation. And through the course of conversation, is there any questions that I may have forgotten to ask or through the course of our conversation as well? Is there anything? Has your memory gotten jogged? Is there anything that you would like to share with us? Right now, the floor is yours. Well, first and foremost, I want to I want to thank you for inviting me on the show. Uh, like I told you before, I've had to do interviews that were work related. I've never uh, had anyone ask me about my life in this type of a forum. So I appreciate the invitation. And this has been you said it'll be fun. And it was cool um, talking to you. Um, so thank you. Thank you to the viewers out there. I hope what I've had to offer has been helpful in some way, insightful, or at least motivating. Um, I, I haven't been through the worst and I haven't achieved the best, but um, I am proud of myself for where I've gotten to and based on what I've been through. And that's an important thing to be able to be proud of yourself and to celebrate yourself. I just, with this promotion, some people don't have a promotion ceremony i said you know what this might be the last one i don't know i'm gonna celebrate and do it big and my whole family came out um so just celebrate your wins um do the best you can don't measure yourself to to the person to the left and the right measure yourself based on what you're able to do um and i guess that's all you know i really again appreciate this time um this has been fun chatting with you coach clee and i wish you all the best and um if there's anything I missed and I need to come back on, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> perfect. Perfect. I like that. And we got a, a comment from Michelle Penn uh, posted up there. She says, thank you for your service, Senior Master Sergeant. You are the reason my job, DLA, has such a great meaning. Godspeed. And thank you, Coach Clay. Absolutely. And thank you for tuning in. So, awesome. you know, you. real quick. Absolutely. Real quick, I'm I'm a I'm a cut to a quick intermission and I'm a and just just stand by one second. I'm starting to stutter.
And thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for tuning in. Stand by for just a, a few brief more uh, uh, um, uh, conversation here. Uh, but I do these shows. I put on to put on. And I say that to say this. Like I said, the red wall is not there. We're in the transitional period of the lab. We're transitioning into something new and something better. Uh, I hope you guys will, will like it. I'm pretty sure you will. Um, but as of right now, I will do the lab periodically because I do have a couple people that have asked to, to come back and, and highlight their talents and their products on the show. So I will keep it going. It just won't be just like this format. It will be totally different. It'll make sense later on. Trust but if you've got a business, a product, a positive message, and you're looking for a platform to get that information out on, let me know. Inbox me, text me, get a hold of me. Uh, uh, look at the website right there and shoot me a message. Let me know. I will schedule you a time and in in to get you in the lab. We'll tell everyone to get their pen and their pad. We'll have fun and we'll talk about it. Again, if you've got a business product or positive message, uh, do understand it will, will not be done weekly. Like I said, things are going to be changing. So I will fit you in the best I can. All right. We will schedule you. I want everyone to forge their own paths and I want everyone to evolved so hard i'm gonna bring dana back on there we go dana thank you for coming it's a lot thank you for making yourself available i know it would seem like it was very short notice uh but you came in and you hit it out of the park i appreciate everything and for donating your time i do have a special gift. everyone that comes in the lab gets a gift from me because if you donate your time i feel like i owe you something in in return for it so i'll make sure that i get this to you and i got a yeah. special gift Coming to the lab next week. You have any idea who the special guest is? I do not. That just means you got to tune in and see. <laughs> I'll be there. I'm a, I'm a Laura follower at this point. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. Money dance on that. Money dance on that. Thank you. Yeah, I learned a lot. I had a lot of fun with you on the lab. In the lab, uh, I, I know you're going to be very impactful. I know you have wonderful things coming down the pipeline. Keep it up. Uh, Shayla said also great live. Yes, absolutely. Bam, get that up there. Thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure you guys continue to stay safe, continue to wash your hands, be respectful, be mindful. It's your motivational speaker, your empowerment coach, your author, and your favorite baker's favorite baker, Coach Clee, coming at you. Hope you all have a good night. Peace.